in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. I'm your host, Brother Phil. Got a special show for you. Topic today, passed away, a biblical study. I've had a lot of comments, a lot of questions, a lot of a lot of people talking about this idea of the two-earth eschatology that I'm now teaching. And I want to read the scripture that I use to basically as my proof text to show that there's two earths right now in existence. And this is what the Bible actually teaches. I'm not trying to invent some new doctrine, new teaching. I'm just going by what the Bible teaches. I think we've misunderstood a lot of the Bible through these translation problems, and this is one such issue. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 1, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. The word passed away, parakomai, which is the Greek word that's used there, it's found 151 times all over the Bible. We pretty much know what this word means, but the problem is it's not what we think it means. Most people think passed away means death, destroyed, whatever. That's not what that word means. In Revelation chapter 21, John is teaching that we pass from this world, this earth, to the next, to the next earth. Okay, this is what I believe the Bible actually teaches. This earth is not destroyed, and a new earth, which is new heaven and new earth, was created or showed up at that time. I don't know if it was created earlier, when it was created, the Bible doesn't really say, but it does say that that's where everyone goes who is part of the great right throne judgment. So what I want to do is do a little quick word study here of passed away, because I did one on a previous show, but I want to give you more evidence because again, it's found 151 times all over the Bible. And so we can use, a, I gave you a number of <clears throat> examples in a previous show, but I'm going to give you more examples to show you what this word means so that you can beyond a shadow of doubt in your mind, know that, no, this is definitely talking about going from one place to another. So the, pr the first place is not gone, dead, destroyed. It's still here. We're going to start in Genesis. The first place is actually this word is found is actually in Genesis chapter 18. And this is when these angels come to give him news that, you know, Sarah is going to be with child. Some of us that have been to church long enough kind of know all these Bible stories, but I want to go over them a little bit with you guys, kind of show you where this, how, where and how this word is used. Genesis 18 verses 1 through 5. Let me read that for you real quick. And God appeared to him at the oak of Mamre, and he sat by the door of his tent in the heat of the day. This is, of course, Abraham 
there. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men stood before him. Having seen them, he ran to meet them from the front of his tent and bowed himself to the ground. And we kind of understand these most likely are angels from God that have come to bring the news to Abraham that his wife Sarah will, will be with child. And he said, Lord, if indeed I have found grace in your sight, pass not by your servant. See that word? Again, here's the, here's the first place that word's used. In other words, he's trying to tell these three men, don't pass by your servant here, but stay with me. Let me let me host you, give you something to eat and whatnot. Verse 4, now let the water now be brought and let them wash their feet and refresh yourselves under the tree. And I will bring bread and you shall eat. And after this, you shall depart on your journey. Okay, again, he uses that word again. You shall pass by on your journey. So twice this word's used here in this in these in these verses here. But now you kind of understand what that word means. It's not meaning, oh, the place where you're at is gone and destroyed. It just means you're going by. Don't don't pass by me to go somewhere else. So when you look at Revelation chapter 21 verse 1, and the first earth had passed by. So in other words, it hadn't get gotten destroyed. It has nothing to do with destruction or it's gone now. It's, in other words, you're passing by one world to the next world, but the previous world is still in existence. And this is why I say we are in this world, but when we pass on, we go to the next world, as it teaches here. But both worlds exist simultaneously. And I'm going to show you some more examples of this. For instance, in Genesis chapter 30, this is the story of Jacob. Remember, he ran away from his brother Esau because, you know, he stole his birthright. And all. You know, we, we kind of understand that story. But he went to his, basically, his scummy father-in-law. Or pre, it, it will be a scummy father-in-law. <laughs> you think you have scummy in-laws? This guy takes the cake, okay? This guy is so scummy. He made, he said, oh, I want your daughter for marriage. And then he says, okay, if you work for me seven years, you know, I'll give you my daughter in marriage. So he, you know, worked seven years, you know, and when he got there, okay, he was working for free for seven years. Okay. So when he got there, Laban was just kind of like a, you know, kind of a poor farmer. He really, you know, just kind of scraping by that kind of stuff. But because God was with Jacob, he went from being a poor farmer to a very wealthy farmer. I mean, he was one of the richest farmers in the region by the time these 14 years were over. Because he worked seven years, and of course he tricked him into giving him the, not the, not the, girl, the woman he wanted, uh, but a different, but it was his older sister. And so he goes, okay, but if you work for me seven more years, you can have my, have my younger, younger daughter as your wife too. And he's like, okay. So then he worked another seven years. So he worked 14 years for Laban, his father-in-law, for nothing. And he, he turned his father-in-law's little tiny farm into basically he, a, a really wealthy farmer is what, he, what, what happened to him. This is the, the backstory behind this, right? Well, so after the 14 years were over, now we're going to read what happens to uh, Jacob here, okay? And Laban said to him, what shall I give you? Okay, now in other words, after the 14 years were up, he's like, okay, yeah, he, he kind of 
Laban kind of recognized that the Lord was really with Jacob, and so he kind of wanted to stick around. But he knew that, you know, hey, you know, you've you worked for me for free for these 14 years, so I have to kind of give you something. Okay. So he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said to him, you shall give me, not give me anything. But if you do this one thing for me, I will tend your flock and keep and keep them. In other words, he wanted, he said, I'll keep your flock because he knew that under Jacob's tutelage, the, 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 the farm was doing really well. And because God was blessing Jacob here, okay? Let all your sheep pass by today. See, this is the same word here. This word pass by or pass away. In other words, let all your sheep pass by today and separate them, the gray sheep from the rams, and everyone that is speckled and spotted among the goats shall be my wages or reward. Okay, so again, see, what he was doing is he was passing by the sheep to pick out the speckled and spotted sheep. This is how this word's used. So you see, we understand that this doesn't mean it has anything to do with destruction. It just means he's, he's going by the herd and the flocks of the sheep that he had, and he's picking out the ones that are his wages. This is how this word's used. I'm trying to explain how this word passed away is used. It doesn't mean de destroy death. It just means you're going by something. This is really what it means. Okay, we're going to go over again in Exodus chapter 3. Another example. Because what, what I'm going to try to do is drive this word home so you understand without beyond a shadow of a doubt, this word means you're going by something. You're, nothing's ever getting lost or destroyed. I don't think God is in the destroying business, honestly. I think that anything he does, he is trying to, when he creates something, he creates it good and essentially almost forever. Moses talking in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. This is when, and we all know the story of the burning bush. You know, anybody's seen like the Ten Commandments or whatever, the movie, we understand what this, what, what, what happens here. Okay, so Moses, and we're going to read this story, and this word is used here to explain this. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from, from amidst a bush. So he looked, and behold... The bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burning. So this word, again, the, how they translate it is, I'm not going to turn aside. In other words, I'm going to, I'm not going to go, he, he was, what he's trying to say is, I'm not going to go by this bush. I want to kind of see what's going on over there. So this is kind of what he's saying. So that here, this is how this word's used. In other words, He's he basically saying, I'm not going to go by this bush. I'm going to go look and see what's going on over there. And so that's what he did. And we kind of know the story that the, the Lord spoke to him through the bush, to, you know, to go, you know, um, let my go, go get my people out of Egypt and all that. And he gave him this big, big thing. But we understand now he, we understand how this word's used again. OK, let's go to the New Testament here and we're going to go how, to see how this word's used in the New Testament. And this should give us a little bit more indication of what this word means. Of course, we really understand what it means, but I'm trying to drive this word home because I think what's happened in our churches is we don't study what these words mean, and so we just automatically just jump to conclusions on what things happen. And in my opinion, I, and I, I haven't had anybody been able to challenge me on this, 
Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 teaches there's actually two earths, and neither one of them are destroyed. They're both alive and well. And this is why I'm trying to bring this point home, because so many people are confused with this. Now, Matthew chapter 8, this is Jesus walking through this territory, and he runs in, of course, there's these demon-possessed men that are there, right? When he had come to the other side, to the country of the Gerasenes, he met two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. Again, here's here's that word used again. So in other words, he, the word is used here, no one could pass by that way because these two demon-possessed men were like blocking everybody from going by that, that road. Okay, this is how this word's used. Again, nothing is ever destroyed here. It's just going by something, walk, going past something. This is how this word is described. Going alongside, this is how this word is used. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 6. And uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 48. Again, this word is used when Jesus was walking on the water to come to the boat that the people were rowing when it was, there was a big storm going on. Mark 6, 48 and 49. Then he said to them, straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And he would have passed them by. Okay, see, there's that word again. He would have passed them by. And when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out. So again, the, the same word. He said, in other words, Jesus was walking on the sea and, you know, it mentions there that he would have passed them by, but then they noticed him. Okay, so this is how this word's used again, okay? In Acts, this word's used too, and this is kind of more, again, going from one town to another town in the missionary journeys that Paul went on. If anybody's studied the church, this is the Macedonian call that Paul got. Anyway, let's read Acts chapter 16, verse 6 and 8. Now they had gone through Phygra and the region of Galatia. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mycenae, they tried to go to Berthna, but the Spirit did not permit them. So they passed by Mycenae and they came down to Troas. Okay, so here's that word again. They passed by one town, Mycenae, and they went down to Troas. So what Luke is giving us examples of here is this idea that they're passing by towns going to other towns. These towns weren't destroyed or anything like that when they passed by them. No, they were just going from one town to another town. This is how this word's used. I'm going to give you one more example here, okay? Just to kind of, because uh, this is not going to be a full show. I'm, I'm just trying to really do a word study on this passed away word that it's been translated passed away, but it's also translated many other ways in our Bibles. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 3, okay, this is talking about our old lives. You know, before we come to Christ, before we uh, are regenerated and start living a holy and godly life, you know, some of us lived like not really good, wicked lives, right? Okay, so 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 3, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime, in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walk in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, rivalries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In other words, they use the word past lifetime. In other words, in our past or in our previous or 
pass by, you know, in our lives when we pass, we went beyond this. So we have spent enough of our past lifetimes. In other words, that's the word is used there to describe our lifetime. Our, you know, going, our past lifetime is when we go past that. In other words, that is not destroyed, but yet we're beyond that part of our lives now that we're involved with sin and depravity and all that kind of stuff that he's describing here. Okay. As a believer, we don't do those things anymore because we're regenerated and we live according to God's will now. But in, but we passed by that part of our lives when we were living like the Gentiles were. You know, that's what he explains here. Okay. When we're living like the heathens were, uh, are living, that we used to live wild and crazy lies and all these wickedness and stuff, but now we've passed by that part of our life and we've gone on to the next one. This is how this word's used. So now, just very quickly, I want to go over the chain of events that happens in Revelation that that, is, that helps us understand what's happened in the Great White Throne Judgment. Because here in Revelation chapter 20, we get the, the story of the Great White Throne Judgment. And so I want to read this very quickly, and then we'll understand why... The old earth, the earth that we're living on now, isn't really gone. It's just the, the new earth has replaced where people used to go and used to used to pass. When we it used to be, when people passed away from this life, they went to Hades and death in Hades, the the warehouses of the dead in the heart of the earth somewhere. It, it was a realm that God created. To house the dead. Now, all God did was replace the place where the dead people, the dead people go, with new earth. Okay, it's really simple, super simple to understand this. And this is why, if you just read Revelation chapter twenty and twenty-one in context, and you read the flow of how everything goes, this is what it teaches. Revelation twenty verse eleven. And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth had fled away. And there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which was a book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which are written in the books. Okay, so everyone's, all the dead here are going to get judged at this great white throne in front of God at this time. This is what it's stating here. The sea gave up the dead that were in it and... Death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in them. So there's three places there that, that it mentions that the, the dead were giving given up. The sea, death, and Hades. All those places gave up the dead that were in them. And everyone was judged, each according to his works. And death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire... And this is the second death. And then he says, I, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. See, now after, this all kind of happened at one time because what was going on? Well, the dead are being judged. Now they need a place for them to be put. You know, depending, remember, everyone's judged based on what they've done. Some people have done worse. Some people have done better. Some people are righteous. Some people are wicked. Everyone's going to get, is getting judged here. Then he sees the new heaven and new earth. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense now. And so, you see, all these places that the dead were located, the sea, 
death and Hades is now going to be put on new earth. And this is what it teaches here in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and first earth. It was in my past. That was where the people were. See, this is, it, this is where the people were at is the old earth. But now they've gone to this new earth now. See, see what it's saying there? It's saying in the past, it was on old earth that all these people were at. But now they're going to new earth. This is essentially what he's saying here. He's going from one earth where they were stored and they were warehoused here. Now they're moving to the new earth. And so that's where they're going to be now. It isn't like the old earth has gone and destroyed and wiped out. No, it's just that the place where the dead went have transferred to the new earth. This is so easy to understand, but people just have to read the Bible for yourself. See, I couldn't believe I couldn't see this before, but once you read it and you understand it in context, everything makes sense now. Death is called passed away. We pass away from this world, which still exists, to the next world or new earth, which has is where we go because we will be judged based on what we've done. And then we will be rewarded or punished based on our what we've done on this world. I hope that this clarifies this and we understand what I'm what I'm talking about here. Everything makes sense in your Bibles. Two earths are taught here. I'm not trying to make up a new doctrine that I'm just coming up on my own. No, this all this makes sense now. But you have to just read the scriptures in context, and everything makes sense now. No one goes to heaven. Heaven isn't a place for us. No, this is why God created the new earth at the end of Revelation, and this is where everyone goes, is to the new earth. The righteous people go to New Jerusalem and get their inheritance there. Wicked people go to the lake of fire or outer darkness. It's called a number of different place things in the Bible, but it's definitely outside of New Jerusalem. The only ones that are allowed inside the city of New Jerusalem are the righteous. Everyone else is on the outside wishing they could get they could get in there. And that's part of, I think, the regret that they have living outside. Okay. I'm just trying to explain to you what the Bible teaches. Because this is so easy to understand now. And once I understood with this word passed away really meant everything made total sense. And it was almost like the whole book of Revelation that completely makes sense now. This is where we're going, folks. We're going for new heaven and new earth. We're going for to live in that glorious sanctuary city that God has prepared for us. Passed away. It doesn't mean destroyed. It just means moving from one world to the next world. And that's our eternal home. I think eventually this world... Well, evil will run its course and people will eventually, I believe, maybe wise up. But who knows when that might, how long that could take place. That could be, you know, thousands of years from now. Who knows? But I think eventually this world will come around to accepting Christ. And Christ isn't going anywhere. I think he's still reigning here on this world as well. All the people got their reward in the next world and will also inherit this world as well, eventually. Because this world, definitely we sell evil reigning on it. But eventually, wickedness will come to an end. But it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Sometimes wickedness has to get to certain levels before 
repentance happens, and this is, I think, what, what's been going on. Because we're living in a very dark age. A dark age of deception. We're living in a Satan's little season 2.0. Not only because it's right there in our Bibles, and we're, we're, we're heading for New Earth as well. Only thing that makes sense. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org. This is a non-copyright Living in Satan's Little Season production.